Happy holiday, everyone! Today is episode 98, and to celebrate the week of Christmas, we are coming to you today sharing some of our favorite Warner Family Christmas stories. This is Malia Warner. Welcome to the Power Podcast. We have just two episodes left of our 2020 season where our theme has been Power Perspective with episodes designed to help you change your life by seeing things in a new way. And I just wanted to share with you something fun and family to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So I am not great at traditions, but my husband started something for Christmas Eve a few years ago that has stuck. And you know, sometimes things with a family, you try them and sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. It's kind of like throwing wet spaghetti against the wall. Some of it will stick and some of it doesn't. And this happens to be one tradition that has stuck around. And he invited us all to prepare a story or a poem or something to share on Christmas Eve that highlighted a favorite memory from the year. And it has been fun for us to gather on Christmas Eve and share with each other our highlight from the year represented by poem or story. We've had songs, we've had plays written where there were parts scripted for each member of the family. For my story, I have a, I guess in elementary school, they call them a reader's theater. Oh my gosh. I have a copy for each of you, and we're going to act the story out. Oh, I can't help! All right. Zach, each of us get a part. Everybody gets a part, and we all get a stand up. Oh no. I'm scared. Okay. We will unfortunately never forget the reenactment of an ill-fated high school orchestra trip to New York and Carnegie Hall entitled, All Musicians Have Digestive Issues. Good news, everybody! The toilet is working! You might not want to sleep, Nathan, if you still want your head in the morning. <laughs> Later that night. Man, today was crazy. We did so many cool things. I love New York. Yeah, and our toilet story was pretty legendary. Okay, that was not my fault. Please don't tell anyone, though. (laughs) Silly Nathan. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Thanks. You're a real pal. I'll tell everyone. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Just remember, all great musicians have digestional issues. <laughs> hey! And the curtain closes. <laughs> Woo! All right, thank you for your participation. Every- and you, my friends, because I love you and value your mental health and want you to have a happy holiday season, will not be hearing that performance repeated today. You're welcome. But I have asked each of my Warner Crew members here to choose one of their favorites from the past few years to re-record and share for you today. And each one will introduce uh, the title, and I think they remember to introduce the year that it came from. Before we share our stories, I do want to remind you to just make sure you are subscribed to receive the Monday Message Weekly email You do that by going to maliawarner.com 
hit the subscribe button, give me your email. And each week I will send you an inspirational message along with news about the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And especially coming up is the unveiling of the 2021 Power Podcast season with such a cool theme. I am so stoked for 2021. It is going to be an amazing podcast year where every episode is designed to be progressive and to help you literally transform your life and become better and better no matter what happens. If we get hit with pandemics, earthquakes, no, what, no matter whatever happens in 2021, this will help you stay grounded and maintain clarity no matter what comes our way. So I want to officially and cordially invite you to make sure to join me for the 2021 season of The Power Podcast. If you haven't had a chance yet to watch the introductory webinar for the 2021 podcast season, make sure to go to maliawarner.com on the homepage. You can register to watch that webinar. It's absolutely free. It's titled Unlock Your Power in 2021. It will teach you three ways that your brain sabotages your New Year's goals so that you can be prepared to recognize and stop self-sabotage for the new year. And it will introduce you to how to use the podcast and get the most out of it in 2021. And in two weeks, be sure to tune in for episode 99, which is going to be hearing from listeners from all over, share what their favorite episode or takeaway from the past two years of the Power Podcast has been. I'm so excited for that episode to hear from and share you, my listeners, with the other listeners. And without further ado, I present today's episode 98, Warner family favorite Christmas stories. Go ahead and just go test, test. Test, 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 A Colorful Mistake by me, Zachary Warner. It has been a long time since the time I was with my cousins and we put on makeup. Well, first let me get the story straight, even though it makes me go all over the place. About two to three years ago, me and my family went up to my uncle's cabin with the rest of my cousins for New Year's Eve. For some reason that I totally don't know, there was hardly any snow, but it was still cold. Now that I realize it, I did not need that comment. Up on the second story of the cabin was my girl's, my girl cousin's room unpronounceable. I was really good friends with them, so they let me inside. We kind of just played around, like jumping on each other from the top of the bunk bed, pillows included. This went for on for about five seconds until we stopped, I think. Then one of them pulled out some makeup, and then they put it on my favorite cousin, Gracie. Me not knowing anything about fashion thought it would be a great idea to have some on myself. So soon enough, my face was covered with green, purple, and whatever color makes you look like an alien. Then we got an idea to make me go downstairs trying to scare people. I started with my sister scaring her, making her make me put my make my face be cleansed. I told her that we all had makeup, so our little stunt did not last very long. 
After that, me and my cousins played with Lincoln Logs and ending up throwing horses at each other. Then the next day, our fun continued when they got out the makeup again. Clearly, the little brothers needed a new look. All right, this is how we test that the Medi Yeti microphone, the Medi microphone. This is the Medi microphone. Family pictures look very nice. Are they fun? You better think twice. Family pictures don't take long. Well, guess what? You're wrong. In this ghost town, required not to frown. In the old buildings, we hide away, wishing this wouldn't take all day. The residents all died, and we had one ride. Payment that was our pictures was our due. There were some cows, and Mom said, Wow, what a great background for my pictures. Now to the trees, glad there aren't bees, but a photobombing mom there is. We each get a pick while we get a kick of beating dear dad with a stick. This is my family whom I love much, who I love very much. With each quirk, I hope they don't smirk at this pick of my twerk. <laughs> Chicken nugget. Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, Kansas. My mommy makes me moy miserable. <laughs> okay. This is Nathan Warner's Christmas story from 2019. Sister Wadley turned to look at Nathan with an expression of pure horror, as if she had just driven her car off a cliff, not yet fully comprehending the mistake she had just made. Nathan, how bad is that head of yours? I don't know pretty bad, I guess. The situation was looking pretty dire, but duty calls. Back in the second grade, when I was but a wee lad, I made a decision that would forever change my life for the better. My best friend informed me that she was moving to somewhere in Highland. What am I to do? exclaimed the miniature Nathan. Without Emma, I won't have anyone to play tag with, and recess will be offer. When the day of reckoning finally came, Nathan tried something he would have never done before. Bum, bum, bum. He went and played soccer. Nathan's love for soccer grew more and more with each year. His dad signed him up for a rec team league later that year. At school, he became friends with all of the best soccer players. And each time they heard the harmonious sound of the recess bell, the game was on. Games of Lightning, World Cup, and games of pure school soccer were on. Baby! Talks of Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo became quite frequent, and Nathan jumped in on the Messi bandwagon. The first soccer game I ever watched was the Argentina versus Iran game in 2014. Never before had I felt so passionate about something everyone esteems to be so boring. Soon, he began to follow Argentina as they went to the World Cup Finals against Germany. That Sunday in primary, Brother Streeter had to sing the Hello song in German and Spanish in honor of that great matchup. The game went into extra time, and we turned it on right after we got home from church. The first time the, <laughs> the little Mormon boy Nathan had ever watched a sports match on Sunday. As much as Nathan loves watching soccer, he loved playing it even more. I don't mean to brag, but I've had a pretty illustrious career. Let's break down the statistics. Play the Sports Center music noise now. 
I have scored zero red cards. I've probably had a couple of red, <laughs> uh, yellow cards though. I've scored two goals, and as a goalie, I've made more than one save at least. Uh, my penalty kicks, I'm two and two in regulation and one and four in a shootout. And those two goals that I scored was playing defender, so I'm pretty proud about that. All right, part four. I looked out on the field to where my teammate laid on the ground, crying in pain. It was clear that she just broke her leg. Nathan, if you don't play, our team won't have enough people to play. Okay then, just please don't tell my mom. It ended up being a career year for me. I played two games that I wasn't supposed to be in because I had a concussion, and I scored two goals, both of them on crosses, including the most legendary headshot that put us ahead against the best team in the league. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to my story. This is my Christmas Eve poem from 2016, and those years had been big remodeling years. We had done a lot of remodeling in our upstairs and in our basement, and we were all pretty sick of remodeling projects. So this poem is entitled, Wreck the Halls. While the world decks their halls with bows and with tinsel, the Warners are using sledgehammer and chisel. We're wrecking the halls, walls, fireplace, and floor. We've removed Santa's chimney and added a door. Zachary's bedroom used to be one end of the basement. Now a row of two-by-four frames are nailed to the cement. On 575 North in a house built with white bricks, an old dog named Toby watched as Dad learned new tricks. He ripped out a fireplace and built a new arch. The indoor furniture got moved to the porch. Neighbors noticed the bed on the front lawn went unmade, while overhead clouds rained on our redneck parade. Scheduling carpet installers for the morning on Monday meant no couch potato sitting all afternoon Sunday. We kept the Sabbath day holy on bare wood planks all splintered, spending the day couched outdoors, thankful the weather hadn't yet wintered. Mom tried driving the trailer to the dump. That jackknife in the way led to a thump, then a bump. Everyone's favorite task was ripping the subfloor out, Neither Devin, Zach, Nathan, Michael, nor Brittany did pout. Wink, wink. Now the labor is done and a new life begins with fresh paint, a new bookshelf, and lockers to hang coats in. We like our new house. The lush carpet is bliss. Not the linoleum, the stained carpet, nor the fireplace do we miss. Thanks to all this wrecking of halls, I'll mention once more. This Christmas Eve, Santa must use the front door. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten cats of leaping, <laughs> nine cats of dancing, eight cats of milking, seven cats of swimming, six cats of laying, five golden cats, four pulling cats, three French cats, two cat doves, and a cat in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eleven cats piping. Cats are leaping, 
All right, this is my Christmas story from 2018, and I did it to the tune of Jingle Bells, but I'm just going to read it for now. Jingle Bells, adulting swell, Britney's gone away. Oh, what fun college is when the grades are all A's. Jingle Bells, clocks will sound, students are array. Oh, what fun college is on the first day. Running to my class because I woke up late. Up the stairs I go, panting all the way. Bells for class ring. Panic is abounding. Students are screaming. I can't find my way. Jingle bells, adulting swell. Brittany's gone away. Oh, what fun college is when we win the game. Jingle bells, clocks will sound. Students are array. Oh, what fun college is every single day. Got a fish today. It don't got much to say. We had to buy a cage and pick some plants for play. Well, we made a mess making gingerbread. What fun it is to clean and sing in the kitchen tonight. Jingle bells, adulting swell, Brittany's gone away. Oh, what fun college is when the sky's ablaze. Jingle bells, clocks will sound, students are away. Oh, what fun college is every single day. So we stayed up late. It's past 11 p.m. None of us have eaten. We'll have a waffle bar to the dollar store for our candy bars. What fun it is to shop and scheme at midnight. Jingle bells, adulting swell. Brittany's gone away. Oh, what fun college is when the sky's ablaze. Jingle bells, clocks will sound. Students are array. Oh, what fun college is every single day. So this song is long because I could go on and on and on and on. College is a blast, just like in the past, making memories, what fun it is to live and sleep in a new home. Jingle bells, adulting swell, Brittany's gone away. Oh, what fun college is when the sky's ablaze. Jingle bells, clocks will sound, students are array. Oh, what fun college is every single day. Hi, this is Justin. I'm going to share my Christmas story from 2017. Spring break 2017, Warner's Gone Wild. They say that life's a beach, yet you would never know if this were true when you live with the snow. The white Warner wagon was packed to the brim, headed south to San Diego on a spring break whim. Dad found an amazing deal on the KSL.com. The Lawrence Welk Resort was going to be the bomb. Upon our arrival, the pool was screaming our name. With winter white bodies, we swam without shame. Sunday was conference. We listened and learned. The couch was uncomfortable, especially on my sunburn. We took our trek south like our grandpas of old to tour the old fort, a real Mormon stronghold. Then on to the modern fort, a little further up the road, its majestic splendor speaks of a heavenly abode. Now came Monday morning, the wagon was packed for Legos and beaches, as a matter of fact. A land full of Legos, the worlds were so complete, so many to play with, oh, that really was a treat. The Carlsbad Beach was next on our list. Mom was excited for a little Pacific sun kiss. The sand was soft and warm to the touch, while the waves were hard, really a bit too much. The next several days we saw many a beast, elephants, lions, and tigers, 
who hail from the east. The vistas were beautiful, the walking was long, the animals were gracious, especially those singing the song. SeaWorld has many animals and fish on display, dolphins who jump, and dogs and cats weirdly play. The coaster was awesome, we rode it a bunch, about the last time I nearly lost my lunch. While near the marina, with reason to stay, we toured an aircraft carrier, the large and famous Midway. Mom got crazy. We thought that would be all she wrote when she signed us up for a marina tour in a little speed boat. The boats were fast and furious. We raced around with glee, except for poor Zach, who had nowhere to pee. Our food was exceptional, authentic and real, famous Guido burgers at Who Dad's, so surreal. Life might be a beach, the saying's not a lie, but it's time with my family that makes me one happy guy. This is Elder Warner's family traditional Christmas story, December 2018, coming to you from Bethlehem, South Africa. Uh, I get to celebrate Christmas in Bethlehem. Who would have thunk? They tell us as missionaries that your most important convert is yourself, and I absolutely agree with that. The growth I've experienced over the last 18 months, just incredible, incredible growth that I couldn't experience any other way. I'm very grateful for my companions who have taught to me and have helped me become who I am today. I attribute a lot of the growth I've had as a missionary to the companions that I've got to spend time with. So I just wanted to share with you about the companions I've had in 2018. My brothers in arms, who are really truly my brothers. I love them so much. I started the year with Elder Youngman from Star, Idaho. Elder Youngman is definitely a small town man, and I worked with him in a small area in Port Dunford. Elder Youngman was just a hard worker. He knew that he was here to serve the Lord, and we... <laughs> We worked our butts off that transfer, quite literally. I'll tell you that story later. And we taught some amazing people. Sister Tembi, Sister Pinky, Brother Raymond, Sister Chantel, Sister Sumke. Just, ah, some amazing people. And I love Elder Youngman for that. He's just so fun to be around. He's a pretty tough guy. He's a football player. For how big and tough Elder Youngman is, he was very quick to forgive, especially when I hit him with the car. After I hit him with the car, after we got him seated on the couch, he looked at me and said, You know, I've decided that I can either be really angry at you, or I can just forgive and we can laugh about this. And he chose the second option. And I'm very grateful for that. Learned an important lesson in forgiveness, both of us. <laughs> Don't worry, we can laugh about it now. It was scary then, but we laugh at it. After Elder Youngman left, I got to train Elder Morales from just outside Guatemala City in Guatemala. I had no idea I would end up with a Spanish-speaking missionary on my door. His love for music was incredible. We sang songs with people. We played the piano together. He taught me how to play the ukulele. Elder Morales was just always so happy. I think his smile helped a lot of people. One memory I will always have of him 
is the time that we got our truck, our Baki, stuck in the mud. He's got out of the car, he rolls up his sleeves, he rolls up his pants, takes off his shoes. He says, alright, I'm gonna push, and you try to drive us out of here. <laughs> That's the kind of person Elder Morales was. <laughs> He'd just roll up his sleeves and his pants and get to work. But I left him and got transferred to a Mamzum Toti to be with Elder LaHue. Elder LaHue was from Florida. He celebrated his 22nd birthday when I was with him. Mom, you're right that it is good to send out older missionaries because they just come with such more maturity. The older missionaries we have come out far more mature than the people that come out right after high school. But I'm grateful that I left after high school. Don't think that I changed my mind. I'm grateful that I came when I did. I love Elder LaHue. He was my tallest companion. Uh, the only companion I've had that was taller than me. Elder LaHue was the kind of person that could wake you up and get you running every morning. And we did. Every single morning of that transfer I spent with him, we would go running. I hated him for it the first few days, but I was so grateful afterward. <laughs> He's the only companion I've had that we've been able to get into a good routine of working out. Elder LaHue, he was just so diligent. He could just always do whatever needed to be done, whenever it needed to be done, he just did it. And then I got Elder Beer. I love Elder Beard from Fiji. It's a miracle that Elder Beard's family was found and taught and baptized by missionaries. God knows who's ready for the gospel, and he, he prepares a way. Elder Beard just has the sweetest testimony of Jesus Christ. He says that before he joined, joined the church, he'd watched movies about Christ, and he just saw him as, you know, a religious figure, you know, someone that motivated people to do good and be good people, but that was about it. But he says that when the missionaries came and started teaching his family, he just felt good. My favorite story that he tells is that just before his family was baptized, they took all of their Hindu idols from their house and they threw them into the river. And I think that's so amazing, just the sacrifice to leave behind old traditions and old beliefs and to come and believe in Jesus Christ. I love Elder Beard for that. He also taught me how to cook Indian food. so. Prepare yourselves, Warner family. We're going to have some nice curry when I get home. Then I got transferred to Maseru in the Sutu to be with Elder Moser. Elder Moser was from Blackfoot, Idaho, and he was a fly fisherman. We already have a fishing trip planned. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy fishing, but I'm going to enjoy being with Elder Moser again. Elder Moser is definitely not the kind of person that I would have been around back at home. He was that guy that would just goof off in high school, you know, go mess around, go skip class to go fishing. <laughs> I'm grateful I met him where I did because I got a chance to know him and really come to love him and to be his friend. Uh, Elder Moser and I have just become good friends and it's a cool friendship to me because it's not one that normally would have happened. I learned that sometimes we judge people too soon, so I'm grateful for the time I spent with Elder Moser. Uh, but then I got to be with Elder Olson, and I love, love, love Elder Olson. I can't explain to you in words the kind of relationship I have with Elder Olson. We became very, very close, just in talking with each other, the things that we we taught people, the people we met, we just clicked really well. Elder Olson is going to be a friend for life. From the very start, I learned gratitude from Elder Olson. Whenever he prayed, he would just be so grateful for everything. And Elder Olson and I just had the awesome experience of learning how to use our talents to be missionaries. I got to teach people how to sing, and he got to paint a wall. 
My job while they were painting was distracting the kids from touching the wall. <laughs> I got very good at teaching kids how to play games. Turns out kids love to play Ghost in the Graveyard. <laughs> so fun. But that's my story for this year. Just telling you about my companions. I'm grateful for the things that they taught me. I'm so grateful for that, for the people I've had around me who have uplifted me and encouraged me. I love all of my companions. Have a Merry Christmas. I love you all. Thank you. My story for 2019 was about our minivan. And what you need to know is we had a Ford Windstar that ran and ran. And when we went to trade it in, the dealer said, how did you even drive this car here? Is it being held together by angel wings? Because these Windstars don't run this long. But it finally went to Windstar Heaven. And so I wrote an ode to the minivan to the tune of O Christmas Tree. O minivan, O minivan. This year we lost our scaled down bus sold to us by Aaron Wyas. The day you left caused quite a fuss. You drove the kids to their first school. From Arizona to Utah, you rode like a mule. Oh, minivan, you were the man. I always was your biggest fan. You brought home Zachary from the maternity ward. You hauled the brick for our front yard. Dad was sad you weren't a truck, but on snowy drives, you brought good luck. Oh, minivan, Ford minivan, how lovely were thy sliding doors. You helped us finish all our chores. You carried priests, camp girls, and scouts. Our family hero, there's no doubt. Oh, minivan, our minivan, you were so white, no sign of tan. Oh, Ford Windstar, you drove us far. In auto heaven, you are a star. Oh, minivan, Ford minivan, you survived Brittany and Devan. Oh, minivan, dear minivan, we can't believe how long you ran. Oh, minivan, our minivan, you up and left. We were bereft. A minivan has always been my druther, so we went out and got another. Oh, minivan, new minivan, meet Chrysler Town and Country Caravan. <laughs> This is Malia Warner. Thank you for listening. I hope that these Christmas stories were fun, entertaining for you, and maybe gave you an idea of an activity that you can do together with your family over the Christmas holidays. As always, stay safe, be healthy, and I will meet you back here for episode 99 of the Power Podcast next week. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.